This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Did anybody care about this thing at all? Or did we just pour 50 mil into this and call it a day? And Willis. Oh, see, I have mine and yours written down in front of me. I prepared for this episode, John. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, from us two, your two favorite (laughs) podcast hosts. Gobble, gobble. Yes. Wow, I can't believe uh, that's so crazy. I hope you're all uh, watching this on a full stomach. Yeah. Um. You can pause podcasts and come back if you fall asleep in exactly. the middle of us talking. We'll never know. You so <laughs> let our dulcet tones lull you to sleep. Yes, but but stay awake for the rest of the pod, you know, or come back to it yeah. later, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyhow, we are here. <laughs> we are coming to the end of the year, which is pretty freaky and scary. Um yeah. but we thought it was time for another megapixels episode. Because yes. it's been a little bit and well. We need to do a little bit of, uh, I don't even know, just like a year in review. Not yeah, not even a year check in review, in. but like, yeah, a check in. Uh, yeah. And what we're going to do today is we're going to look back at our top five most anticipated movies of 2022, which we did way back in January. And we're going to critique our choices and basically give you our thoughts on if we were right, if we're wrong, <laughs> everything in between. Because there's a lot to talk about in terms of movies that didn't come out, movies that did, movies that were not as successful as we had hoped they would be, um, and all of that jazz. Do you know which episode it was? Not off the top, no. Uh, It's episode 36 was our Megapixels. Top five most anticipated films of 2022. Came out, I want to say, in January. Um, Probably. Or just scroll down your feed to episode yeah. 36, Megapixels. Or just Megapixels. go up to the, the search bar, type in Pixel Splitters yeah. episode 36. Come on, guys. You know this. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we're basically going to review these same lists now that the year has gone by. And, uh, there, yeah, like you're saying, there's a lot that uh, happened. Yeah, we have lots year. of thoughts. Um, yes. So, we'll get into all that. Before I do that. Let's go over some of the weekly releases because I don't know what the studios are doing. They keep dumping all the movies in like one weekend and then like nothing for four and then weeks. Nothing. Something's got to change here. But for theatrical, number one, we've got Devotion coming out on on the twenty third, going wide. J D. Dillard's new movie starring Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. Yet another movie where Glenn Powell is flying planes. This time <laughs> it's back in the. I don't even know. I don't even know what time period it's supposed to be in, but it looks intense. It looks pretty good. I love both of these guys. So, and how about Jonathan Majors, just like crushing, flying straight to the top of superstardom. Crushing. Like it's crazy. Him no the, flying pun intended. True, true. Uh, Him in the Creed three trailer looks so good, man. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Kang. And, oh my god. And we're yeah, we're about to like Quantumania is the next Marvel movie. Like it's. He, it's nuts. he is about to be a like a huge, huge movie star. Um, which I'm, he's amazing. So I can't. He's wait. got the chops to back it up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we've also got Luca Guadagnino's new movie Bones and All hitting wide this week. <laughs> Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, cannibal love story movie. Which I'm actually, ha- when this comes out, I will have seen it already, and hopefully nice. I don't have nightmares about it because it seems <laughs> really, really just awful. Um, 
Do you think this way. is going to be an Oscar contender? I think so. I feel like so. it could go either way on that one. I think so. Just judging by the fact that they love Chalamet and I <laughs> yeah. think Taylor Russell is just really good and up and coming. I think that there's a, and Mark Rylance is in this movie. I think there's a lot to, it's just very, yeah. it's dark. It's something that the Academy doesn't usually put their true, fingers true. in all the time, but uh, Hey, Parasite won best picture. That's a dark ass yeah. movie. So, um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, I guess we can continue on talking about the, the, academy there uh, yeah what else josh we've also got spielberg's latest joint which no doubt will be up for best picture uh the fablemans coming out on the 23rd as well i'm i'm ready for this man i it's been a minute since spielberg's really hit me in the face with an original movie that i've loved yeah. and i think this is gonna be it paul dano michelle williams seth rogan's in the mix in there <laughs> and david uh, lynch yep I'm, I'm ready and judd hirsch who we've not seen in a very very long time a very long time and this movie just looks like sensationally beautiful, like only Spielberg knows how to do. Um, yes. Also, we've got something that not everyone's going to be able to partake in, but there's a list online of the theaters and the cities that it's going to be in. But Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, has a special engagement showing this weekend. I think it's running until the movie actually premieres on Netflix. So mm. if you can, you know, Ryan Johnson's new uh, Knives Out movie is coming to theaters. So check it out. It looks rock and roll exactly what you'd think it would be and i've heard it's it's pretty good so check that out for streaming we have one movie that i thought was interesting it's called fantasy football premieres on the 25th uh on paramount plus and it's it stars kelly Rowland. um and it's about a daughter who discovers she can basically control her the performance of her father who's a football player through her gaming console <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 different. It's new. Um, it's like it's, that. Uh, what was that? Gerard Butler, gamer. Gamer. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like a gamer. <laughs> there's there's your obscure, terrible movie reference for the day. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's pretty much it for movies. For shows, we got a couple things coming back. We got Below Deck coming back on the twentieth, which is just. Yeah. People working on yachts, you know, bravo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got Welcome to Chippendales, which I didn't really know was coming, which is um, the story of the the dude who started the troupe, the Chippendales, yeah. starring Kumail Nanjiani. That's interesting. Coming to Hulu. Looks really good in that, yeah. Looks really good in that. Uh, we also have Pitch Perfect, Bumper in Berlin. Still going. Still going. <laughs> uh, November 23rd on Peacock. Uh, there's a new Shaq documentary. It's called Shaq coming to HBO Max on the 23rd, which, I mean, let's go. Uh, yeah. Wednesday, which is the new Wednesday Adams <laughs> show. Uh, how is this coming out at the end of November? <sighs> like, how is this not a Halloween release? This seems like the most baseline, like, yeah, it's the Adams family. Like, get it. It like and it's Netflix, so like just and it's put Netflix. It out. Well, and, and Netflix didn't have like a mat. Like there was no like Stranger Things was in the summer this yeah. year. Like there was no big like Halloween thing, right? And I'm just I like that to me says there must have been something that was like yeah. Oh, we're not quite there yet, and they had to bump it or something. It must I, that, have been. it's like Thanksgiving Adams Family. I I don't. I mean, maybe the idea is. To watch it with your 
family for Thanksgiving? I don't know. I guess. Weird. Who knows? I feel like this is going to be good. Jenna Ortega's in this, and I love her. She's amazing. Um, Yes, I would not like to. (laughs) I don't want to, like, discredit it. No, 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 no. Because I'm super excited about it. Yeah. And we don't know. I mean, who knows? It looks looks pretty good. Um, We also have Criminal Minds coming back after it was just canceled. So that's something very interesting on Paramount Plus. Uh, And then we got the Soul Train Awards on BET on November 26th. So a lot of stuff all across the board here. But without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Yes. So I know we said... I'm already laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I know we said we're doing a Megapixels episode, and we are. But before we do that, there is some breaking news... Times change. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, which is Sunday as of recording this. Yes. Do you want to? <laughs> so I'd say it around nine o'clock last night, I got a push notification on my phone <laughs> uh, that made me collectively lose my shit. Uh, and I texted you and I'm yep. pretty sure you also collectively lost your shit. Yep. Uh, although I guess it's not collectively. It's just alone. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so Bob Chapek, who we've talked about at length on this podcast is no longer the CEO <laughs> of Disney. Effective immediately. Effective like, sorry, Bob, you're done. Uh, Bob Iger coming back, taking the reins after three years, just under three years yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, to to write the sinking ship that Bob JPEG has, I guess, blown a hole in the side of. Yeah. Um, yeah. He hit that iceberg. <laughs> yeah. He kind of aimed for that iceberg. He really and was did. Like shocked when he hit it. Yeah. So this is wild. Unprecedented. Bob JPEG. Yeah. Bob JPEG has not been to, to sort of recap some yeah. of the controversy. Uh, Bob JPEG is, well, comes from, came from, ooh, uh, came from the parks side of Disney. Yes. Uh, you know, ran Disney World, Disneyland, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and has pretty much just had controversy after controversy since he took the reins. Yep. Um, astute listeners will remember when we were talking about uh, when he sent Black Widow to straight to a straight to streaming kind of thing. Yep. Um, and Scarlett Johansson was not too happy about that. And I will say, go back and listen to like, yeah, because the details escape us at this point, but it was not a good situation. No. And the, and the salary just, and the back end, everything salary, got screwed And they up. were like, oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, he, she already made like $20 million, like whatever, you know. They basically called her She ungrateful. should be happy about making $20 million. And yeah. And then there was a whole controversy with Florida's Don't Say Gay Bills. Yep. And like him being like, yeah, we're just not going to really address that. And Right. Not, not, not a great tenure. No. Which is... Uh, and combine that with, like, tanking profits. And Disney's board of directors was like, yeah, n- no. And just to, like, paint a little bit of a picture here, he just signed back in June, I believe, a three-year contract extending yeah. his CEO dumb or whatever. Chip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and extending his position. Yeah. As CEO. His position as CEO. Uh, and that was only a few months ago, which means between then and now, everyone's like, we can't let yeah. this happen. We yeah. need to remove this guy and bring the other guy back. And for people who don't know, Bob Iger is basically the guy who made Disney into the, the thing that it is right now that you see yeah. acquiring Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, like all the big stuff that's yeah. his doing. Um, 
Fox. So, you know, he knows, he understands yeah. profit He's, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Bob Iger coming back and already making moves. Like they've, they're by cleaning house, he's yep. talking about restructuring everything. It'll be really interesting to see how this like affects their slate. I know. Because like streaming and Disney Plus and whatnot were one of Bob Chapek's big pushes. Yes. And like it was really his like, this is where the future is, this kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know that Bob Iger is going to agree with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know that at all. <laughs> and it's like it's already possible because uh, I see I Chape. I keep like going back and forth because oh, yeah. they're na- both named Bob Allen. Yeah. Uh, but Chapek's right hand man, uh, Kareem Daniel, mm-hmm. also out. Yes. Who was in charge of uh, the Disney media and entertainment distribution team, which was like a big player of Disney plus. So like, it'll be interesting to see how much Disney plus really gets play and how much they make a shift back to theatrical or, and, or like feature length releases. For sure. Um, And you know, he, yeah. I mean, Iger basically saying like, we want to put the decision-making back into the hands of our creative executives and teams, because that's where really, that's why they were on such a hot streak because they were putting the budgetary control of those things in the hands of the people that were actually creating the stuff, which is kind of what was going right. And so we'll see, man, this is, this is crazy. And it's funny because like we found out basically like five minutes after Chapek found out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So kind of like, they kind of just called him. I was like, "Hey, guess what? You're fired. You're fired." And yeah. uh, that's that. I'm like, Phew. Yeah. so I hate to. I almost don't want to tie it back, but it'll be really interesting to see if uh, the Marvel slate shifts uh, away from TV. Will's because yeah, because that's you know it came around and it was like, "Yep, here comes everything on TV." It's true, and that has not been a good vehicle. So same with Star Wars. I wonder. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if this means. Ooh, if we start to get more movies, Star Wars, actual Star Wars movies, that would be cool. <laughs> if Rain Johnson's Star Wars trilogy finally comes to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So. Rogue 2. <laughs> hey, man. I almost said Rogue 1, too. And then it's like, oh, wait, nope. The word one's already there. <laughs> Rogue 1, the sequel. Rogue 1, 2. And then it's just confusing because it becomes Rogue 12. It's, yeah. Well, and Rogue 1, 2 would just be a new hope. True. True. So we will keep you informed as to what transpires over the next couple months because it's going to be very interesting this is going to be real so it is worth noting bob Iger coming in for two years yeah he signed a two-year contract to come in and kind of i think the idea is right the ship yeah um and word is there's potential successors in the ranks currently that they're looking to yeah um groom to like into the ceo position yeah Uh, but it's going to be two years of uh crazy bob Iger action so yeah he's gonna be kind i'm of here for it seeing, i'm excited yeah seeing marvel through this next phase which is gonna be interesting too yeah um, it's weird i don't know why i'm like actually hyped up about this i'm like yeah bob Iger. i am pretty hype <laughs> this is like it's been disney has been like a really bumming me out for the past two years and this is yeah. s- is the first thing that's made me excited so um so we'll leave it at that lots yes. of interesting stuff and now <laughs> dueling bobs dueling bobs um and now let's get into it let's get into this megapixels yes. episode so like we said earlier in the year 
we did our top five most anticipated movies that were supposed to come out in 2022. Obviously, everything shifts around so frequently. Yeah, that these didn't days. all work out. Didn't all work out. Um, but we're going to go back over those lists and just give you our thoughts on each one, yes. what we were right about, what we were wrong about. Um, and to be clear, when we said top five, yeah. what we actually meant was eight. Top eight, yeah. So we did our top five, one, two, three, four, five, a first and second runner up, mm-hmm. and a. Uh, one to watch. One to watch for, which was not necessarily like, yeah, we're excited about this, but like it's piqued my interest and right. I want to see more about it. Because uh, we have no self-control. Because we have no self-control. <laughs> and we make these lists and we're like, you know what we could do? Do eight. Instead of one runner up, I want to do two runners up. Okay, well, I can't decide between these two. So let's <laughs> so do it. We'll a, do a third one. One to watch. Yeah. So. Anyway. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it in reverse. Well, not reverse, but we're going to do it in snake order like we did before. And it'll be more fluid because it's going to be more of a conversation here. We're going to attempt to have structure. Exactly. Uh, We may fail immensely. We definitely will. Uh, But we will go from one to watch. Both runners up five, four, three, two, one, like we did last time. And yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I want to start. Okay. Because I want to talk about Samaritan. Let's do it. Samaritan was my one to watch and I did. And I also did. And this movie was not good. Um, no. I would say, I, I would say, like, I, I was talking last week, I don't remember about what, but like, I was like, hard, oh, about Marcella Shell. Yeah. Uh, having a hard time finding something to knock it off of, like a five star rating. I, ha- I have a hard time finding anything to knock this up from a one star rating. Yeah. Because there's really nothing going, like, baseline stuff. You see the twist coming. St- you know, Stallone's fine in it, I guess, He's but fine, there's not yeah. much there. Um, yeah. I Yeah. <sighs> it, it can't even follow the logic, logic of its own story either. Like, it's one of those movies that's so careless that it's yeah. like, did anybody care about this thing mm. at all? Or did we just pour 50 mil into this and call it yes. a day? Yes, that was the whole thing. That was the movie where they had the EMP that went off and then everyone uh, yep. used their phones to record the action. <laughs> and it's like, that's not how EMPs work. There we go. And yeah, and I'm sure they paid Sly like 10 million to be in that. And you know, yeah. So right off the bat, not super proud of my taste of movies so far. Um, Who's to know who, who could have seen it coming? I mean, yeah. Hindsight. I feel like we're going to say hindsight is 2020, like 37 times in this episode, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. We're hopeful people. We wanted it to be good and it just sucked. It was not good. The concept, and we knew nothing about that one. The concept no. at the top uh, was pretty basic. It was like and an we like, aging superhero. It was like, like aging superhero, like, try gets discovered. And we were like, like I, I dig on that. Yeah. And it's played by Sly? Okay. Yeah. But then, no. But then, no. no. Just truly terrible. And then your one to watch. My one to watch was a banger, an absolute heater. <laughs> Uh, impact oh my god it was uh don't worry darling was my one to watch which i'm still not super embarrassed about just because i think olivia wilde has something to offer still as a filmmaker i think this was too big of a swing for many parties involved yeah um it's actually weird because too big of a swing for her too big of a swing for styles too small of a swing for Chris Pine and Florence Pugh. Like yeah. it's one of those weird mixes where it just didn't come together. Yeah. Um, and it's another movie where like, I don't like it. I think it's bad, but the, mm. it has its supporters. Like I can't yeah. just say Blake and statement. You're going to hate this movie because some people loved it. And I'm like, you know what? Great. 
I'm glad you didn't come out of it feeling like I did because that sucked. Um, <laughs> and you still haven't seen Don't Worry Darling? I have not. Okay. Um, I have not. You will see it at some point, I assume. I will. Yeah. 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 I will. I'm going to have like the solo kind of impact with Don't Worry Darling where I'm going to like have a couple yeah. beers and be like, you know, what? I'm going to fucking watch this movie. <laughs> And then hate watch it. And then hate watch it the whole thing. And I'll be like, I can't believe Harry Styles can't fucking act. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So our one to watch is where, you know, it's, I'm glad they weren't in our top five is basically what I'm I saying. I will, I will argue yours is probably more well known. Like I, you could say to the average person, don't worry, darling. They go, sure. oh yeah. Samaritan. They'd be like, what? I don't even know. Yeah. Both movies that had promise, both movies that just like, just didn't, just yeah. didn't get over the finish line. <laughs> what was your uh number two runner up there Wes? so let's let's do this mm. we're gonna get into the fluidity here uh okay both of us had a runner up of bullet train yes yours did. i believe was your one runner up mine was the two runner up mm-hmm. might have been the other way around i don't remember doesn't matter um, we've both seen it so bullet train we've both seen it yeah that that, <laughs> that comparison is gonna like fade away pretty quick it but, will uh I like this movie. It's fun. It's fun. It's nothing huge. No. The cast is insane. Yeah. I think we've talked about this on Tuned In and like our general consensus was uh, this movie would have been way better in a different director's hand. For sure. But it is what it is. It was mildly fun. You know, I'm not hating on it, especially if it's like in a runner up. I'm not throwing down and like, yeah, this was my absolute favorite movie of of the year. Right. Um, I think the thing that gets me about this movie, again, like a lot of these movies, is like it, the potential is so yeah. insane for this movie to be like the best movie you've seen all year. And having it just fall short of that is kind of like, well, why did it fall short? I mean, it costs a ton of money. It has all the best people working on it. And it just like... At the end of the day, it's a movie that, like, in a year, two years, I'm not going to recall a thing yeah. about this movie. Like, I'll remember yeah. the trailer, because I saw the trailer a billion times, but I will i won't remember any plot points of this movie, which is kind of a bummer, because, like, yeah. I don't know, I still remember Deadpool, you know? Yeah. Like, David Leach, he's got something going. I just, I, I don't know. Weirdly, I'm like, I feel like the only thing that's going to stick with me, and I don't know if we're doing a blanket spoiler, uh... Yeah, thing sure. on this. Yeah, so like this is not really a spoiler, but the only f- like thing that sticks with me off the top of my head on this is the finding out that it's Michael Shannon. Yes, standing on the on the platform. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, Michael Shannon. Yeah, and I'm like, beyond that, I don't remember much. No, I remember that it was vaguely fun, and Michael Shannon was in it. Exactly. Exactly. And there were a lot of running gags, like so many running gags, the water yes. bottle, the Thomas the Tank, and like so many things that I'm like, yes. it, it was one, it was like a meme movie. It was like, yeah, that's a let's very pick cute. moments and just yeah. hear it. And all those moments are in the trailer. So watch the trailer. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's one of those movies that's just, it's fun. I don't have anything super negative to say about it, but again, I wanted this movie to blow my, like knock my socks yeah. right off. And it just, you know, a little David bit short Leach. of that. Yeah. 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 Unreal. So my other runner up hasn't come out yet. Has yours? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Do you want to do yours or do you want me? To sure. Do my other runner up is gold. Oh, <laughs> uh, which I have not seen yet. 
despite my best efforts. Uh, yes. I maintain I am excited for this movie. Yeah. Um, I think you've seen it, right? I've seen part of it. Okay. I, think, I didn't stop it because I didn't like it. I stopped it because it was just not the right moment. I, yeah. And I think you said, uh, and I'm, I'm not assigning blame here, but you said when you were talking about it that it's very slow. Incredibly slow. And that just to me was like, oh, that makes it so much harder to press play. I know. Because it is only like an hour and a half long, but if I'm going to feel that full hour and a half, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You got to really uh, want to see gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I do. I still do. I still maintain that I'm like yeah. I love Zach Efron, you know, and like yeah. an hour and a half of him in a desert, like yeah, Let's sure, go. rock and roll. But oh, man, I gotta like find a moment to hit play on that. Yep. I'm gonna do it before the end of the year. I'm making that that promise. You know, I may be like sitting in my basement on December 31st, being like, being like, oh my god, <laughs> press play on this goddamn movie. But <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I will. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, haven't seen gold. It, I'm, I guess, not that anticipated if we've reached it this far and I'm, uh, right, haven't watched it yet. Right. But. And it's on Hulu, I believe. So, and it was a runner up. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. My runner up isn't out for a couple weeks, which is kind of a bummer because we obviously we, we're not going to be able to do this before it comes out. It comes out like the December 23rd, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that's Damien Chazelle's Babylon, which no one has seen yet. No one, I've heard no buzz about this. I still don't really know what the story is. I still don't really know what the tone or vibe is. Like, I, I've seen the trailer, but that only shows you so much. And I'm still very much anticipating this movie. I mean, I Damien Chazelle is a absolutely fantastic filmmaker. Um, all the right people are in this movie. And I'm just looking forward to it still. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to be... I don't know if this is going to be like an Oscar worthy movie for anybody involved, but if, if it's anyone, it's probably Margot Robbie, I would say. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm, I would also point out, I'm excited that Samara weaving is also in this movie. Oh yeah. Who yeah. is one of the like Margot Robbie clones. And I'm like, yeah. I bet there's a, I'm super excited for this movie. And I feel like we're right at like, I would bet within this week we're going to start hearing about it. I feel like yeah. we're right at the tipping point. We got to be. It's less than a month out. So, yeah. Or it's about, well, and they just released yeah. a featurette today about oh. it in like, um, which, yeah, which is why it's like fresh in my mind. But like, I feel like it's, we're just about to hit the ad campaign for this one. And I'm, yeah, here for it. Yes, absolutely. And I believe it was shot on film too. It looks absolutely beautiful. Uh Diego Calva's in this as well and Toby Maguire is in it. It's it's a really it's going to be an interesting uh movie. And again, Damien Chazelle, like we're both huge fans. Like he yeah. his movies are like <laughs> I will say, can I uh there's one thing that made me really kind of despair oh. uh, on the featurette that came out today. The top oh, no. comment was Harley Quinn in OG Spider-Man. So here for it. And I'm like <laughs> you my friend are in for an insane movie <laughs> like just that's oh man that hurt the soul to see that and that's top comment they're like yeah and that's where people's heads are at right now it's yeah like okay and but, but honestly dude if that gets people to go see this in a theater i suppose yeah who cares know. man just, you know Brad Pitt was in Deadpool. Throw them all yeah. in there. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a superhero movie. Um, 
so yeah, I'm I'm I think we're both really excited for Babylon. Yeah. We'll be seeing it hopefully in four weeks or so. Yes. So interesting runners up. Not yeah. 100%. Running the gamut. Yeah, definitely running the gamut. Bad, okay, not terrible. Haven't seen it, hasn't come out. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that's a wide gap. That could be the episode right there. Like, there yep. it is. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So number five here, Willis. I don't remember what yours was even. Oh, see, I have mine and yours written down in front of me here. Oh, I only have mine because I want... I prepared for this episode, John. <laughs> um, wow. So my number five was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how many of you got to the end of our episode last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know after this year that this would have made my top anymore. Mm. Like if we were to, this is such a like hard line to walk here, but like if we were to do our most expected of 2023, yeah, you know, and bit of an apples and oranges kind of here thing here, but like quantum mania, not on my top five of 2023, not on my, like not even close. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's, uh, an effect of all of the MCU TV being meh or love and thunder being meh or like, you know, or what it is. And honestly, not for nothing, like, or us talking about this so much, talking about like the industry and these big, like director projects that are coming out. Right. I'm just like not as into the, the MCU stuff as I, as I once was. Yeah. Um, as even at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah. How much of that also do you think is the shows where you're like between every movie, there's two shows that you, also, yeah. you're, you're constantly watching Marvel stuff and not yeah. all of it is even close to being good. <laughs> Yeah, and and like a lot of it, like I can probably remember a couple episodes of Moon Knight. Like I can yeah. remember one or two. I remember Florence Pugh from Hawkeye. Oh which yeah, I guess it was last year. But like yeah, uh, but like the the main things, I'm like I don't even. It's not it's not sticking anymore. No. no. Um, and I was super hyped for Multiverse of Madness. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. It was great. Me too. You know. Um. It's weird. It, like, I feel like it's kind of been, uh, I don't even know what the word would be, but like blunted almost in that, like, I've seen all of the stuff with the Illuminati and all of the, you know, right. the fight scenes and et cetera, et cetera. So many times at this point that I'm like, I, I don't even really recognize the movie as like more than just the clips that I see on YouTube now. Right. Um, which I would say is kind of the same thing with Far From Home. But yeah, I didn't was super anticipated. Didn't stick is what I'll say. Yes. Yes. And I feel like I've learned that lesson that I'm like, I don't I don't know that I'm going to get excited for something that's not going to stick anymore. Right. Right. And, you know, part of the reason that we both loved it is because there was still that very clear Sam Raimi-ness to it. Yes. Which I think was a big reason. But like you just said. These movies are made for the first watch. Yeah. Like th- at this point, you know, I was talking on Tuned In a couple weeks ago about No Way Home, and it's like that movie kind of sucks. Like it's <laughs> kind of sucks when you watch it again. It's very outside of the slow. Fan service, yeah. Outside of you being there and being like, "Wow!" Like the Illuminati sequence in Multiverse of Madness in theater was like 
genuinely i was like let's go you yeah. know seeing it again you're like wow this is john krasinski even in the same room as any of these people like <laughs> yeah. are we what's going on here so w- the more we get into the it's made for the audience reaction type of movies the more it's just they're not they're going to be so forgettable afterwards because you can't go back i could go watch iron man one tomorrow and still love it you know and i just don't think any of these phase four movies are even going to come close to being able to be rewatchable well and it's i i I mean kind of spoilers i guess for uh tuned in on sunday but i rewatched both guardians movies yeah uh over the past week while my wife was sick and like I remember uh, the Guardians. First Guardians is yeah. epic, you know. It's so I, good. I remember that so clearly. Um, yeah. And the the second one too. I mean, the whole thing with with ego and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. big dramatic moments. I'm like, I don't remember anything of Black Widow. I don't remember anything. Of, well, I remember some of Shang Chi, but not a lot. Not a ton. Uh, Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. Not a lot. Like the final fight scene, maybe. Um, no. Yeah. Thor, like, it, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, like I'm just like it doesn't stick like it used to, and I don't think it's yeah. necessarily the like quality, though it is to a degree. Um, yeah, but like I think we're just past that point for sure. And these movies so. have to do too much. They have to be fan service. They have yeah. to keep the world together. They have to do everything, and it's just movies aren't made to do that, you know. So. Um, interesting. I forgot. Multiverse of Madness was your number five. Yeah. Which is funny, <laughs> because my number five yeah. was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I am ecstatic that this was in my top five. Yeah. Because um, who knew? Like, who knows? This movie could have been nothing. It was a tiny E24 movie, although it was produced by the Russos and directed by the Daniels. Uh, yeah. This is... I love this movie. This movie yeah. is, like, easily in my top... I will release my, you know, our top lists at the end but this is easily in my top five movies of the year it's just beautiful original and well made all the way around like it's just one of those movies that comes together perfectly um and i think might be the only movie i rated five stars this year because i'm like it just had that impact where you're sitting in a theater and you're like how am i witnessing something this absurd that still makes you cry at the end and go Every like, time. Yeah. oh my God. Um, and you watched this at home? Right? I did, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you and Jess both watched it? Yeah. Just it's epic. It's a sensational movie. Like And the thing the thing I'll say, and like I don't want to say number one because well, because I think you'll be able to guess which one I think is number one, but like mm-hmm. gonna be at least in the top five of movies that like enter the general zeitgeist and like yeah. people remember from twenty twenty two. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Top Gun Maverick is going to be the like the sure. big one. That's like, oh yeah, Top Gun Maverick came out in twenty twenty two. But like, you know, when you're like, when it's twenty twenty nine, yeah, and we're like, what did I watch in twenty two? Or like, you Google twenty twenty two movies, right? It's going to be like that, and it's going to be Top Gun and everything everywhere that you're yeah. like, oh man, that movie, what a year, yeah, was huge. I love that movie. Oh yeah, and it played um, for months. This is early, forever. early in 2022. It played for months and months and months, um, and they kept bringing it back into theaters, and it crossed a hundred million dollars. And it's one of those movies that's like, it, it's a good movie that also makes you feel good because of like 
it's yeah. it's a small thing that was able to do something that you know we just were talking about movies that cost two hundred million dollars that those movies yeah. couldn't even come close to doing having as much heart as and honestly this movie looked better than Multiverse of Madness in terms of the yeah. VFX like it was flawless basically yeah. and I will say uh, Michelle Yeoh still I think heavily in the contention for best actress for sure absolutely will get nominated but like. There are starting to be more coming yeah. out. Like there yes. was when this first came out, they were like, I don't know who is even no going to come close it. to like <laughs> yeah. challenging her for that win. And I mean, we're getting Kate Blanchett with Tard. We're getting, I want to say, uh, I would throw Carrie Mulligan and she said in there, Carrie Mulligan, probably Anne Hathaway in Armageddon Time. Yeah. Um, I mean, Empire of Light is coming still with Olivia Coleman. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's a still, ton. there's, there's a lot, but like yeah. she's Michelle Yeoh is still a big, the odds in Vegas are still very much in her favor. Yes. Um, to quote Hunger Games, I guess. <laughs> uh, so oh yeah, this God. movie is incredible. I can't. I like this. Like talking about it makes me want to go watch it again. I know. I really want to watch it again. So yeah, my number five, everything, everywhere, all at once. Good. I nailed it. If I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, for um, number five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, are we doing snake? Should I do four now? Sure. Yeah, go for your. Four. Okay. Okay. So my number four is yet another movie that didn't freaking come out and isn't slated. This would to come be the out. first one that we've talked about that didn't make it. Yeah. Yes. True. True. Because Babylon is, is no coming lo- out. Yeah. Is yeah. no longer coming out in 2022. Right. Right. And there's a whole host of these. Um, yeah, we're we're going to talk about that a lot. We will. Uh, but this is Ari Aster's new movie starring Joaquin Phoenix, and basically the premise is as described, Disappointment Boulevard um, is described as an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Who knows? I mean, this is Ari Aster, so, you know, we know him for from Hereditary and Midsommar, very visceral, but um, kind of contained and... I don't even know, like sincere horror movies that have to deal with trauma and families and, and very like, it's very interesting. He kind of has created his own genre and this, I don't think is really going to be like that. However, at the cut of this movie as right now, which is, this might be why it's not coming out. It was reported to be four hours long. So that might be how that might be part of the reason why it's not out. They're like, well, you need to cut like a full hour out of this before we can even talk about it going to a theater. Um, so that could I will say be so I, I when you start talking about it, I Google Disappointment Boulevard. And yeah. The most as of yesterday, mm. there is an article that came out that says Ari Aster's Disappointment Boulevard runtime is now three hours. He's cutting it back. So it's cut an hour and it's still a he three still hour. Needs goddamn to cut movie. like half an hour out. <laughs> so I'm still ready for this i mean this was the year of jordan peele and robert eggers making their third movies that i just loved and and so i'm ready for this whenever it comes out whatever length um i assume you might not check this out have you seen his others i probably i mean i had i have seen midsommar okay okay hereditary is tough (laughs) yeah i don't i don't see myself watching hereditary but um there was enough like conversation around midsommar that i've yeah, I've watched it, but um, and he makes long movies. Man, Midsommar was two hours and a it half, was, two it and was a half hours. A lot, yeah. <laughs> so the man uh, has a vision. He does. So I'm I'm still down for this. I still can't wait. We don't know anything. I've seen one set photo of Joaquin looking very very disheveled, uh, and I'm Michael I, Gandolfini seen, too. Yes, yes. This one, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, Disappointment Boulevard. I'm I'm still ready. Ari, right, give it to me. I don't like whenever it comes out, I will be there in line. <laughs> no, uh, no announced release date. Nope, nope. Which is kind of again. So it could still... hit. It could hit Christmas 2023. I know. I know. <laughs> So, uh, so that was my number four. What was your number four, Willis? My number four was the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's weird talking about these because we have talked about them on uh, tuned in to some yeah. extent. Um, but like, not my favorite Nicholas Cage movie of all time. But like, I had no. damn fun watching this movie, and I think that's all this movie asks of you. For sure. Is like, hey, Nicholas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage strap in and that's what it gives you exactly yeah gives you some nods to his old stuff you got throw Pedro Pascal Tiffany Haddish in there for a good measure and you've got a pretty fun movie (laughs) nothing groundbreaking but also we've never really seen a movie like this before yeah and it pretty much did exactly what it was supposed to do (laughs) yeah like I mean and it like real enough that you imagine that like yeah Nicolas Cage is probably the kind of guy that's going to see a life-size statue of himself and go, it's grotesque. I'll give you $20 million for it. Like, (laughs) I don't think it was $20 million, but like, it was $20,000, $20,000. But like, that's the thing. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of setup that this prompted you with. And that's what it delivered. Yes. It got a little bit away from itself at the end, but I I think that was almost intentional. Mm -hmm. Like if I had one qualifier, I'd say maybe like we could have used one last pass on the script, but like, sure. I'm like splitting hairs there. I'm like, yeah, but also not like it's a yeah. movie about Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's Excellent. go. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> I feel like that of all of mine is the most accurately placed on my top five. Oh, okay. Like number four. I'm like, yeah, number four, a bearable weight. Hell there you yeah. Go. Yeah. 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 That's where that's where that's its sweet spot, man. Yeah. It's not trying to be number one. It's not trying to hit that top three. No, it just wants number four. It's, it's like there. you're gonna watch it. It's gonna be up there, but exactly. it doesn't have to be in the top three, right? It's, it's not. It's not its jam. Exactly. Exactly. So, are we coming to my number three? Yes. So, my number three. Uh, this is my first that has been bumped. Mm. Didn't make it to to the 2022 release date, mm-hmm. uh, and that's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was so disappointed when this got bumped. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know really know why. I don't either. I mean, I know this is part one of two and maybe, I don't know. I mean, because this is Sony still, right? Yeah. Well, and it was originally going to be in April and then it got bumped to October. And then just. And then it's gotten bumped. I don't think there's a specific release date for it yet. I wonder if it ties in to anything to do with the mcu i don't think so the only thing i i've heard is that uh chris miller tweeted about it when it got delayed originally from mm-hmm. april to october and he said more time to make it great so i think they're still working on it okay but like maybe not maybe it's just a scheduling thing or maybe like like it's debatable about whether or not like chris miller and phil lord wanted to like refine it or if sony was just like well uh can we do it in right october <laughs> right <laughs> um or if it's like you know it could be any number of things but it, yeah. this one hurt to see it bumped um yeah 
because I was talking about multiverse madness and like what's essentially my fatigue with the whole thing, but like not for this, not for that. It's Spider-Man. It's incredible animation. Like, like this, at least the first Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, like changed the game in terms of animation and like push the boundaries. And I'm here for that. And I'm excited about that. And I'll wait longer for that. For sure. And not just that, but it was actually a really good movie. Like it made both of our top five favorite superhero movies ever. Ever. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's, it's a phenomenal movie. And honestly, I, I I would understand if they're like, the animation needs some more time because like you said, one frame of that movie would take me the rest of my life to draw. So, you know, (laughs) and you could probably grab any frame of that movie and hang it up on a wall. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I can't wait. And it's part one of two. So like part two is like when 2026, like, yeah, I think part two has ended up in 24 now. Okay. I'm cool with that, I guess. Yeah. But man, these part ones and part twos, Dune, Mission Impossible, Spider-Man. Oh, oh. I forgot about Dune. People keep getting added to the Dune roster, not to get us off track but my god were we not supposed to sorry we're getting off track but were we not supposed to get another dune movie this year i don't know if it was supposed to be this year because it wasn't i remember when dune first came out dune 2 was not green lit yet which is absolutely dune 3 i don't know it's crazy to me because i'm like that seems like a one that i'm gonna like more than a year and i'm coming back and i'm like what happened in dune yeah i don't where what yeah it's it's yeah I think I've seen anyway. Dune three times. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched I watched Dune in VR. That was intense. oh, that's wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I hope they do. Last thing, I hope they do a back to back screening of Dune Part One and Two because I literally will sit there for five hours. I would bet money. I would bet any money that oh my you'll God. be able to find that. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Because <laughs> they like do that like with the Guardians movies, where it's like you want to watch both Guardians movies. And you're like, hell yeah, yeah, dude. They did that with Black Panther. I'm like, these movies take yeah. place like ten <laughs> years apart in the timeline. These are not two movies that go yeah. back to back. So my number three was Across the Spider Verse. Nice, nice. Uh, part one. Which didn't happen. <sighs> Sad face. Bummer. You are well, number three. Maintaining that same momentum there. <laughs> yeah. My number three was Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, which actually was supposed, I mean, obviously it was supposed to come out in 2022, but as of this summer, it was still supposed to be coming out in 2022, and then nothing happened with it, and I really haven't been able to find anything about it. I mean, the release date still says 2022. Obviously, that's not happening. What I think happened is he missed Can, and he wants it to play a Can, so he'll mm. probably do it for next year's Can, um, which I get. I mean, his movies like yeah, always sure. play there, um, but I'm also like, ah, man, French Dispatch. Like, <laughs> I just need. But more also, West. there are other. I know. Like, you could go to other festivals. That Venice, just as prestigious. Tell yeah. you're right. Like, there's so many. So take um, some of the heat off of Don't Worry, Darling. Right. Exactly. I know. Jesus. Um. But yeah, I'm still obviously looking forward to this. This is one of the biggest casts that Wes has ever assembled, which for him, if you know his work, that's impressive already. Um, This is supposed to be a Western, and I believe it takes place in Spain, or at least they were shooting over there. Um, And again, I just, you guys know how big of a fan of Wes Anderson I am. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Um, Did you see The French Dispatch? 
Yeah. Just a just a banger of a movie. And, it and really so is. and just very understated. Like his movies are usually very not loud, but colorful and like there's so much vibrance going on. And in this movie it's like obviously a lot of black and white, but Yeah. The stories felt way more contained. Even the ones that were a little bit more eclectic, like they're very sure. small. Like obviously it's like a you know, sh- a couple of shorts, but man. Yeah. And I think this is going to get back to his like Grand Budapest Hotel type of stuff. Yeah, that's and the I'm vibe. I yeah. here for it. Yeah, um, it's called Asteroid City, guys. Let's go. Or maybe not. Like that's one of those like <laughs> true ill had con- confirmation of the uh, the actual name of this movie. Yeah, it's true. True. This could be a you know licorice pizza soggy bottom situation going yeah. on here. Um, so yeah, Asteroid City, obviously I'll keep you guys updated because I can't wait to see a trailer or anything. I haven't seen the set still from this, so I, yeah. I know it's done. It's it's in post or has been completed, so we'll yeah. see. Um, I'm ready, though. Oh, man, that one hurts. This next one hurts even more for me, though. This one's um, possibly the most brutal one. And this is... to, to spoilers, uh, this was the... Your number two and my number two were aligned. Yes, because obviously... Uh, because, yeah. Because we're excited, but apparently not that excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, because Killers of the Flower Moon has been pushed until May of next year. Uh, Marty Scorsese's new movie starring Leo DiCaprio. An Apple TV Plus movie, but I'm hoping that it goes to a theater. I, I don't know. I mean, Marty's I mean, embraced yeah. streaming, so. Um, but I don't know. This is an adaptation of the of the book, and I'm just... I just need more Martin Scorsese movies. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting up there and I'm getting nervous, honestly. I'm like, I need just, Whoa. we we only get one yeah. Martin Scorsese. Uh, and I can't wait. Ever. Him and Leo yeah. back together. Like, let's just do it, man. I can't wait. Well, and that's, uh, Brendan Fraser's in this too. That's right. There's Post an insane the number of people in this. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of, I like, I'm looking at like news came out just like two weeks ago that apparently Jack White is in this movie of the White Stripes what (laughs) you know and the quote is there are four musicians in this movie not in musician roles which i'm like i don't know where jack white fits in like 1920s like oklahoma but sure Uh, i guess okay yeah this one i'm like this movie i've just been waiting for and 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 i mean may 20 may is not bad that's no like six months yeah, I guess sure. But um, we could have already seen it. It's true. It could, this could be he could be on to the next one. I mean, I'm I sure know. he's on to the next he's one. He's probably on to the next one. But but this is gonna be like top tier where he should be. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. It's Leo. It's Bobby Dino. It's mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser. It's like an endless Plemons, cast. Yeah. Yeah. Plemons. Uh, John Lithgow. Um, Jason Isabel's in it. Lily Gladstone. It's yeah. just, it's again, endless. But like, and it's a story about an FBI investigation in the 30s. Like, it's like, it's prime. It's like prime. It's directly his thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, which I will say, I was also saying that about the Irishman, which, like, not his top, but, but, you know, you know, but, man, it's still but like Scorsese. It's, it's Scorsese. Um, yeah, I want this movie. I want this movie. I want this movie. I can't. I can't. I cannot wait. And if this doesn't go to a theater, uh, I don't know, man. I feel it will. Uh, There's no way. There's like uh, yeah. Scorsese may have embraced streaming, but he has not become anti-theater 
for sure. Capacity. For sure. Uh, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. These these have hurt. These the, the ones that got bumped were all heaters. Yeah. Or, or we don't know, but like they. Well, sh- they, they like are still going to be on our most anticipated for 2023 list. It's exactly. Like, well, all right. Well, this is next okay. year now. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's make oh, our true. podcast less interesting. True. Uh, Ooh, not that our podcast we... isn't interesting. True. I was going to say, but we're going to have to do. Well, never mind. We'll talk about that after. Um, okay. Okay. All right. We're at our number ones now. <laughs> oh, God. I really do not remember what your number one was. Ever. Yeah, you do. So <sighs> this is a movie that we have to talk about again. Oh, God. My number one most anticipated movie for 2022 was Blonde. That's right. Because I loved Andrew Dominic, and I was like, this movie's been coming for 10 years. I'm so excited, and I'm so embarrassed by this. But who could have known? But who could have known? Yeah, but like, man, this movie was bad. Yeah. And not even just like... Bad, you know what? No, bad's not the word. No. Wrong is the word. This movie was wrong. Like, this movie didn't do any justice to anyone. Nope. Anna de Armas, great. Yeah. Ooh, debatable about if she's on the best actress list. Debatable. She's really good in it. She is really good in it. Yeah. She, she, I think she could get a nom. Yeah, it's I'm like, what's what's the top five there? We've got Cape Blanchett, we've got Michelle Yeoh, we've got if we say Anna de Armas, and then there's Yeah, I mean I would probably put Olivia Coleman up there just because It's Olivia Coleman. Yeah. I Olivia Coleman in Empire of Light I think is gonna be phenomenal. Um Yeah. I mean we got Viola Davis for the um The Woman King. The Woman King. Yeah. I mean, I've heard talk about Margot Robbie being incredible in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if Anna Darmus pops up in that. But yeah. I know. Blonde, just like wrong. Like Yeah, a, disappointing. A, just so like and Gross. it sucks because I can't even defend it because it's like I and I've said this before on tuned in, but it's like the filmmaking on it is so technically well done that you know yeah. that that's exactly what the story that Andrew Dominic wanted to tell and exactly how he wanted to tell it. 100%. Because I'm like, he's too talented of a filmmaker to be like, well, the story got away from me or well, it, it didn't right. come across. Right. And it's just like, that just makes it hurt so much more because it means it's like, yeah, that is just like a terrible representation, a terrible, like, like story to tell a terrible, like just everything across the board. And it breaks my heart. Yeah. And like, I honestly, like I can't even qual like claim that assassination is just, that assassination of Jesse James is one of my favorite movies anymore because blonde is like, had, was so offensive to me that it's tainted yeah. his work forever for me. Like, I'm yeah. like, I can't even talk about an Andrew Dominic movie anymore yeah. because fucker made blonde. Like, Exactly. He he like really I mean again, he this movie was like you said, it was 100% his vision. It was rated NC17. It was on Netflix. It was 3 hours plus. Like this was 100% yeah. the way he wanted to tell this story. It was black and white like the aspect yep. ratio jumped all over the place. Yep. Yeah. And and then and then and then he comes out afterwards and goes like, "Yeah, fuck Anna or fuck Marilyn Monroe." Like yeah. I did she was Yeah, a and then he doubled down on all the And you're like, like "Oh." And yeah. And you're just so like, my god. 
Who could have seen? But again, <sighs> Jesse James killing them yeah. softly. Andrew Dominic was such a good filmmaker, and I think technically, and it he sucks because he is a good filmmaker. Like I can't argue his just a terrible talent. <laughs> He's just a terrible person. Yeah, and like it's just like a terrible like like story to tell of someone. Right. So yeah, like that's this whole time we've been doing this episode, I've been staring at this and I'm gonna have to fucking talk about Blonde <laughs> no. again. I like firmly want to just like fold this away and never mm-hmm. visit it again and let it fade into the back catalog of Netflix forever yeah. and ever and ever and like never talk about it again. It's such a just like <sighs> weak. I can't believe we both sat there and watched three hours of that movie. <laughs> And the thing is, again, like, turn the sound off, and, like, it looks amazing. Like, yeah. the cinematography, it's just out of yeah. this world. But then you're like, oh, my God. And it's not so even disgusting. one of those ones that you can go, like, yeah, I watched it. It was great. I'll never watch it again. Like, it's not no. a Requiem kind of thing. No. You know, where you're like, no, yeah, if Requiem's fucking incredible. I'm never watching Requiem from a dream again. Right. It's just like, yeah, no, I can't even, like, it's. It's indefensible. It's, Yeah. You can't get behind it in any capacity other than, like, technically, it's very well done. Right. But, like, but that's everything it. it stands for is horrifying and terrible, and I hate it, and I'm sad. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote it. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> he wrote it and directed it. So, wow. I completely, I, yeah. Oh, my Woof. God. That's a, that's a bummer. I forgot that that was your number one. But, yeah. again. Who was to know? We That's we true. could never have seen hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. could have been absolutely unbelievable, and it was in a way unbelievable, but um, it's not wow. in a good way. Yeah. It's not in a good way. Well, to flip it for my number one, yes. Uh, my number one was Nope, Jordan Peele's third movie, uh, and one of my favorite movies of the year. I saw it twice in Hands IMAX. Down. Um, yeah. It is a movie that is as much a sci-fi horror as it is a comedy, and I think that Jordan Peele has created his like a, like a couple of the filmmakers we've talked about today. He's created his own genre, which is you can't really qualify what it is, yeah. and I think that's what makes him it's such a, a genius. Peele. It's exactly. a Jordan Peele movie, yeah. You know, it's a Jordan Peele movie, um, and he gets the best performances out of Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, and I mean, like across the board, like it's just on a technical level on a storytelling level, on a level of like you have to go in knowing that you're not going to get everything the first time and knowing that you're going to have to sit there and think about it afterwards, you know, and really dive into the weeds about what does this mean? What does this sequence mean? And then the more you think about it, the more, at least for me, the more I like it, the more I'm like, oh, wait, I'm getting something new out of this every time I have a conversation with somebody about, you know, the Gordy scenes, about the jean jacket stuff, about like everything um you know the fact that this movie clearly was a love letter to hollywood but also to the people who work on the crew i mean daniel kaluuya is wearing a sweatshirt that was gifted to him off of the quote-unquote scorpion king movie that they had worked on and it's like he's wearing that and it's very purposeful it's also very purposeful that there is a dp a cinematographer is a is a character in this movie you know and and that like you know they're uh i think the haywoods like their family has been working in the movies industry for as long as they can remember um 
and it's just a movie that movies like this don't come around very often. I yeah. I liken it to like a Spielberg esque movie where it's like as much of an epic as it is like a um, a story about family and a story about how much just these guys clearly love movies. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's just exactly it's a big budget blockbuster, but in the best possible way. You know, we talk about yeah. ten poles and huge budgets, and usually it's the opposite. This is using it in the correct way. Yeah. Um, I just love Nope, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's so good. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's so, and I mean, it, like, talk about something that actually engages you as well. Because, yeah. you know, you, you get certain whodunits or whatever that you're like, okay, yeah, cool. That I'm kind of interested in this one. It's like it grabs you and you're like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> the whole time you're just like, all right, wait. So, like, okay, so yeah. this happened. Does that mean like that? Like I remember, uh, the, there's the scene where the bug is on the camera. Yeah, and the whole time I'm going like, all right, so is this thing like control bugs? Right. Like, is this like a <laughs> thing that like okay, like there's like a supernatural thing going on where this is like controlling like the elements around it, and like yeah. it, like you're trying to process figuring out what this is. Right. And like the misdirection that he gives you over and over again of what's really going on is like so finessed. Yes. That like you. It, you go down these paths and you're like, ah, oh, I'm a sucker. I totally fell for that. Rock. Right. You know what I mean? That's just a dumb bug on the camera. Yeah. Like, yeah. Incredible. In- yeah. Absolutely incredible. And like, I'm sitting here saying this and this is like essentially a <laughs> horror movie that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't even do this. I don't, I would, well, I'll ask you that off, but never mind. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, incredible. Absolutely incredible movie. Jordan Peele makes some different from everybody. Yes, he does. And, and we'll um, be doing so for a very long time. Yes, and he's doing original storytelling. And every time I walk out of his movie and I'm like, I've never seen, like there's multiple moments where you're like, I've never seen any, I've watched thousands, we've both watched thousands of movies. Yeah. I've never seen anything like what I saw in Nope. Yeah. Not even close. I've watched hundreds of sci-fi movies. I've never seen anything like that and that just doesn't come around that often these days um and it's just you know on a technical level it's absolutely amazing i would highly recommend you guys look up if you're interested in that stuff look up the making of this movie it is just one of the most technically advanced and intense things i've ever seen it's just unbelievable and will probably change the game for filmmaking yeah Um, so so there will certainly be to, to tie back to yeah. another uh, megapixels we've done. Yeah. There will certainly be classes taught in film school about this movie. For sure. In in like acting, storytelling, direction. Everything. Across the board. Cinematography. CG. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, wow. So there we go. That was our uh, looking back in review on what yeah. we were anticipating and and where, how, where, how that panned out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we will do i will say dear listener uh in the coming weeks we will do uh i think what our actual top fives of the year was yes um which may like have some overlap like yeah you know nope's gonna be up there <laughs> well for sure for sure <laughs> you know you know uh but yeah man that's quite the list very much so I would so I'm looking at it here. We have one, two, three, four of our top sixteen uh, <laughs> that were bumped. 
Okay. So that's what, like a quarter of them that were yeah. bumped? But Ish, uh, yeah. yeah. So hashtag math podcast. Yep. Um, <laughs> Babylon still to come. Yep. Uh, gold still to be watched. Yeah. I mean, so do you want to run through your, your whole list there, Josh? And we'll uh, do some final thoughts. Absolutely. Um, so my one to watch was Don't Worry Darling. My first runner up was Bullet Train or second. We're not, I don't know which order these were in. <laughs> my other runner up was Babylon. My number five was Everything Everywhere All at Once. My number four was Disappointment Boulevard. My number three was Asteroid City. My number two is Killers of the Flower Moon. And my number one most anticipated movie of this year was Jordan Peele's Nope. And what about you? So I would say you, like, from looking at it from my taste, you definitely had the better list here <laughs> in retrospect. Well, Hey, because I'm like, could be a zero star. Well, movie. no, Who knows? true, true. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at it here. I'm like, bullet train. Okay. Uh, but everything everywhere, like gangbusters and nope gangbusters. And I'm looking at mine and I'm like, Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. Pretty good. Fine. Unbearable weight. Okay. Pretty good. And yeah. then blonde absolute catastrophe. Like, yeah. But again, like, so like if we were to do stars for each, sure. I feel like your average star rating would be higher than my average star rating. But probably uh, to go through mine for <laughs> after I put the largest <laughs> of all qualifiers on the front of it. Uh, so my one to watch was Samaritan. Boo. Uh, runner up. My first runner up was gold. We'll see. We'll see. My second runner up was bullet drain. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, my number five was Doctor Strange Multiverse of Venice. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my number four was Unbearable Weight, exactly where it should be. Exactly. Uh, three, Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, bumped two killers of the flower moon bumped and number one blonde a movie i will have forever watched uh i will never be able to unwatch that movie no so. never it will stay with me forever yep. um unfortunately yep 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 good lord well hindsight is definitely 2020 yeah um hindsight oh no i'm not gonna make that joke i was gonna say hindsight is 2022 but boo <laughs> bad willis Oh God! I do think if we when we do this next year, we should disqualify all the ones that we talked about this year already, even if they didn't come out. Okay, I think I'm we should just make that a blanket statement so that we're not like, "Oh, it's Woman Boulevard." Let's talk about it for <laughs> yeah, the third so, time. <laughs> so yours is, you know, <laughs> yeah, Disappointment Boulevard, a Asteroid City, Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon, and uh, I probably would throw Spider Verse in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we should make that as a, all right. As a I buy that. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. We uh, made some good calls, bad calls, and everything in between. I will say, I want to qualify, uh, not qualify, but update. Mm. While we've been recording, oh, no. um, Bob Iger, it has come out that he's in line for a $27 million pay at payday as CEO under his new contract. Wow. So he's taken uh, a million dollar salary and then... Uh, 26 million in bonuses <laughs> a cut Iger will receive a comp compensation package valued at 27 million dollars each of the two years uh so I mm. assume it's also involves stock options etc 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 performance-based RSUs this just I got this push notification like five minutes ago so I am gotcha. reading this which is <laughs> why I'm so <laughs> not informed about what it actually is, but hey, big money for Bob Iger. 
Good for Bob. Enough to bring him from that other job offer that he was fielding. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> wow. Twenty-seven million. Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> Twenty-seven million dollars. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well. Um, on that, on that note, note <laughs> recommendation time. Sure. What are we doing? Um. So I thought from here to the end of the year, we could kind of do continue on the trend of doing more movies that won't make our top 10 list necessarily, but that we want to suggest. Sure. But I'm open to whatever. Like we can also do ones that are in our top 10 um, that aren't in our top five. You know, I don't. I, yeah. So I feel like our final end of the year um, list will be a top five. Mm-hmm. So I think we can say anything that's under a top five. It's not going to be in your top five. Okay. Um, but I think top 10, I'm like, I don't know that I have like, you know, my 11 through 15 are going to be kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, anything that's not going to hit your top five, but, uh, yeah. Anywhere else in the it, anywhere. Yeah. Could land okay. anywhere else, but like also a movie you would recommend Like, don't be like, yeah, yeah. uncharted. Awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. That's my right. number 27. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want me to go first here or do you want to go um, first? I'm just reading through my list looking for one to pick. So. Oh, I got you. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, yeah, I can go first. Okay. Okay. I feel. Is it, I was going to uh, say, are you sure I can go first? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go? Well, because I'm staring at these and like, I'm like trying to suddenly all put together my top five oh. list for the year. I'm like, oh shit. I gotcha. like, is that going to be in my top five? Is like, is that number five? Um, see, that's why in real time I put them and I rank them. See, yeah. So that I, so that I can just look back and be like, okay, here's where these things are now in my mind. Yeah. These might change, but I'm, I'm looking at all of them that I've watched in chronological order currently. And I've bolded oh, the ones that I think are going to be in my top 10. Okay. So I have my list of top 10 here. Gotcha. But I'm also just like, they're order? not in any particular order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you could make a, you could put a, your foot down here and be like, okay, now this means this can't be in my top five. If I'm going to say it right now. All right, yeah, I'll do that. You ready? All right. Uh, this honestly comes as a bit of a surprise to me. Ooh. Uh, but one of my higher end movies, higher end, not higher end. One of my upper movies. In, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> uh, Baby Assassins. Oh yes. Which is a Japanese movie that I watched about two teenagers who live together who just happen to be assassins as their job. Yeah. Uh I continue to love this movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Did you ever watch it? I don't I didn't get were, a chance yeah. to check it yet. It's no. fine. I, I mean it's super obscure. Uh yeah. But like I keep thinking about this movie. It keeps coming back where I'm like, what a random setup, what a random execution. Yeah. And, like, I really fucking enjoyed that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> it's a weird thing because I don't think it'll be in my top five because I have seen ones that I'm like, oh, my God, greatest movie ever. And, like, Baby Assassin's yeah. not greatest movie ever. Great no. movie. Solid yeah. four stars. Right. You know? Um, yeah. And I just, like, I don't know. There's also, I'm, like, the reason I'm so hesitant on this is because... There's part of me that's worried that I just like it because it's like an obscure Japanese movie. 
I you know, feel like that you I can wanna, discern. No, I can't. I can't. But like, <laughs> you, you know that vibe where you're like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, this is like that obscure thing that I could be like, yeah. oh my God, you have to watch this Japanese movie that's like amazing. No one's ever heard of. Yeah. You have to download it illegally somewhere. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't think that's true. I think I genuinely love this movie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's worth the watch. It's it's 95 minutes long. Like, it's totally oh, worth yeah. the watch. Easy. Um. That's awesome. I still need to check that out. That's that's on my list. I didn't realize it was a 2022 movie. Interesting. Oh, shit. It's a 2021 movie. Uh, really? It wasn't released in 2022? Well, it was released in the US in 2022. So I guess that counts. Oh, count it. Count it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We it couldn't was, have seen it. Was it, released in Japan- it was released in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, it was released in Japan right. in 2021. So. All right. I gotta check out Baby Assassins. Available on Prime for free. Let's go. Mm, let me click on it. No, not for free. Wait. Fine, four bucks. I'll pay it. Yeah. Also available on Roku. Oh. If you got you Roku go. to watch Weird. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, my recommendation. This is actually really hard. I. You know what? I'm gonna go with my gut on this one. Do uh, it. I gotta recommend Turning Red, the Pixar movie that I think kind of got lost and I don't think that many people think about right now, which is kind of a bummer because I really, really love this movie and it's one of the only Pixar movies in recent memory that feels like a real Pixar movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of harkens back to the early days a little bit, especially once we get Lightyear and these movies that are very clearly just a cash grab. You know, this felt real it felt good um directed by original Domi story yeah. original story um and it's just you know it's everything that makes up a pixar movie it's funny it's light but it's heavy when it needs to be it's heartfelt it's unique it's the animation genuine, is top yeah. notch it's genuine that's a great word to describe it um and it's giving the stage to people that might not have it otherwise i mean pixar has been pretty good about that but this is really kind of one of those i mean it's it's about an asian canadian i believe who lives in toronto and dealing with like like the uh like her parents and society and culture and all that stuff and it's even different for us because like we obviously live in america and it's different you know yeah um but it's a it's a beautiful movie and i really hope people check it out because again i mean didn't get a theatrical release but i feel like it should have um i would bet money that that was a bob jpeg decision for sure he's like light year theaters turning red throw nope. it on disney yeah. plus um so yeah i mean gir- little girls turning into giant red pandas it's exactly the pixar vibe and yeah. um and i hope people check it out it's a really easy watch again but it's it's good it made me feel like oh wait pixar yeah. I forgot. You're not just doing Toy Story 4 and 5. You're like you're getting back to yeah. like what makes you guys great. Um so Turning Red, check it out. Loved it. Yes. Uh, I yeah. I feel like it's important to qualify that like excellent movie. Love that movie. I yeah. feel like we're going to like be mad at it a little bit because it's clearly going to get the best animated feature nomination and For like, sure. That's yeah. like the the heir apparent, all, all as it were, and I'm like, no, like it yeah. is a, a great movie. So when right. we're like, kind of like, well, but like, yeah, yeah. it is, it's but it's not also... because it's a bad movie. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's because, because it's we have Pixar. bigger issues with <laughs> yeah. the animation category as a whole. Yeah, right, right. We just went. We did. We talked about Apollo ten and a half guys. Yeah, like, you and know, Marcel Shell um, with shoes. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that'll do it. That'll bring us home. Yes, yes. Good one this week. Yes. Um. 
God. There will be, I think, probably one more megapixels before the end of the year when we go over our top fives of the year. Yep. Um, yep. But stay tuned for all of our uh, upcoming yeah. info, our normal Reporting. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Info, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, all right. It's Monday. Woo, it is. And we just talked about a ton of movies. I know. Uh, all right. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? So you can find me on the internet at Willis Film uh, on Instagram and on Letterboxd. Uh, I'm considering just doing like a massive like everything I've watched Letterboxd dump. I don't know if that would like work because I do record like everything that I've watched and every day that I watched it. Mm -hmm. So like I could just fill everything in, but I feel like that's against the spirit of Letterboxd. But uh you can do it. I mean, a, I yeah. kind of did that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to be much better about Letterboxd in 2023. No pressure. You do you, man. No, man. No, no. New Year's resolution. <laughs> All uh, right. Tis the season. Uh, right. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd. At Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, in including Baby Assassins and Turning Red. Yes. Uh, as well as our top five. I'm pretty sure that's posted on there uh, yep. in, in terms of most anticipated slash unanticipated. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where we landed on this. Yeah, I don't know either. But they're there. You'll find them yeah. both. <laughs> I think of all of them that we had listed, there were two that actually 100% delivered. And that was Everything Everywhere and Nope. Yes, for that we're sure. like, yep, these are exactly what we wanted them to be. Amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. exceeded expectations. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. everything else, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, save for the you know Babylon, which hasn't come out, and all the ones sure. that got bumped. Sure, Babylon could be my favorite movie of the year. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see next next month. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, all right, cool. That'll bring us home. Lots yeah. of talking there. Um, yes. Thanks for sticking with us, dear yes, listeners. Thank you. We, we know how it. much you love our taste in movies. So yeah, uh, that'll uh, that'll be it. End of pod.